This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. We're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. All narrated by Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's Always Cheating podcast. From Halan, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more, each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and check out Golden Goal Stories of Soccer Legends wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. Uh, I thought I killed you, but you're back this week. I'm your other host, Farbot S. and Shari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Wire. So, Farbod, breaking news. We are recording this on Wednesday around 6 p.m. I figure I can tell everyone that because the breaking news is from Wednesday night. So, by the time they hear this, it isn't exactly breaking anymore. But the breaking news, courtesy of Chris Haynes at Yahoo Sports, is that Kawhi Leonard is not traveling right now with the team this evening to Walt Disney World. He is instead has decided to stay home to deal with a personal family matter. The team basically signed off on it and gave him permission, which in my mind is like a ridiculous thing. Like it's a family matter, you should stay home anyways. But he's tending to that, and he is expected to join the team on campus in a few days now. I don't know if that means he's going to be there on Friday, which is when the Clippers start their first practice. The Clippers first practice is scheduled on Friday between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Those times are Eastern time, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I don't know if Kawhi is going to be there on Friday, but if he's not there on Friday, he should be there on Saturday. On Saturday, the Clippers have another uh, practice session from 5 to 8 p.m. So, it seems like Kawhi Leonard is going to be there, just not right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Obviously, it's a concern whatever is happening with his family. If you're a fan of the team, I don't think you should be concerned with this in terms of him showing up or not showing up. He's ultimately going to be there, and then Landry Shamit should be there within the next two weeks or so. So everything, you got to remember, doesn't start till July 30th as well. So there is a there is a lot of time between now until July 30th. Um, 
it is interesting that that is the only news we've heard about Kawhi in the last four months, though. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if he was alive at this point, which I mean, I guess I shouldn't joke about. But yeah, like this is the first we've heard of him since, you know, we went under the hiatus and the pause and all that. So, yeah, look, I'm just glad that it sounds like he's fine. I hope his family's doing fine. That's a like family matters far more than sports. So I hope his family's doing fine. Yeah. I mean, it also is, it's just so interesting to me that like, unless there is a game, it, it kind of, almost kind of reminds me of the off season last year, but unless there's a game and there's, and you're watching an interviewer report about Kawhi Leonard, you'll never hear him firsthand say anything because he doesn't have any social media. So it's always going to come secondhand from somebody else. And that's what this reminded me of just now. Yeah, I mean, well, I, Chris Haynes has been a pretty big Kawhi guy. Like, I, like it's kind of funny, I guess, in retrospect. Like, Haynes was the one who basically broke everything Kawhi-related. Pretty uh, fly for a Kawhi guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I mean, yeah, if you remember, basically a year to the day, I mean, we're a couple days past the year mark, Kawhi Leonard agreed to sign with the Clippers and the Clippers traded for Paul George. So... You know, I mean, would you evaluate? How would you evaluate this first year? Even though the Take year has been, ex- what were you doing the day that happened? Um, I was off Twitter. I was in my hiatus. I was I was planning to take July off from Twitter. Um, I was on my PS4 in a party chat with friends when one of my other friends texted me in all caps, Justin. And I said, what's up? He says, do you want to know the Kawhi news? And I said, I mean, sure, I guess. Because up until that point, I only I only wanted to find anything out from headlines. I didn't want to I didn't want to be on Twitter and I wasn't on Twitter. And I wanted to be like, like I wanted to like the old days, right? Like we're like you got the breaking news on television and it wasn't like, you know, all these quote unquote sources and stuff like that. So sources. He, <laughs> yeah. Or as Chris, Chris Broussard sauces. Um, <laughs> so he texts me and I said, sure, like whatever. And then he sends it to me that the actual text. I was like, and pardon my language. I will bleep this out. I was like, holy f-. like, okay. And then he drops in the bombshell about the Paul George thing. And I'm losing my mind. And then right after that, we find out Shea Kiltis Alexander is being traded. And I immediately just went, oh man, like kind of thing. That that whole day I remember vividly because it it started with me going to Anime Expo. So I was at, I was at Anime Expo and then and then nerd we were, <laughs> nerd and then we were at a a hotel like the fiftieth floor of the um, Ritz Carlton I think it was because I went to go say hi to my friends that were at the expo and then the earthquake happened. If you remember, there was an earthquake that day. Yep. I remember. I remember feeling it actually in my house. And I and I'll never forget. And this might sound lame of me or whatever, but like when you were that high up for that earthquake, I felt the whole hotel shake. And we saw a crane in front of us, and the crane started swinging like right in front of us. And we we're like, oh, that's so funny. And like whatever. And then it just kept going because we were so high up. It just kept going. And then we we're like, okay, this isn't stopping. And then we heard the floor crack and then we all freaked out and legit thought we were going to die. And it went on like fight or flight mode. And the entire 50th floor that I was on started sprinting down the emergency stairs. Like people were shirtless or in their towels and just sprinting and the lights were shut off on the emergency stairs. So we all started using our phone as a flashlight. Like it was like the last of us. 
<laughs> and everyone's just sprinting down. And then when we get down there, everyone's super chill who's on the ground floor. And, I, and so I'm like traumatized for the rest of the day thinking, oh my God, I just died. And then, uh, and then we, I was like, you know what, to feel better, I'm going to go watch Spider-Man Far From Home. So we go, we get the tickets to Spider-Man Far From Home. And right when I get to the theater, we, they get Kawhi and PG. And I was like, oh shit, like I'm not going to pay attention to this movie at all <laughs> anymore. And the first person I text was Rusev from WWE. And he's like, I call him and he's like, are you kidding me? And then he starts screaming in Bulgarian. He's like, he's like, I need to go check the news. He's like, I have to confirm the news. I got to go. I got to go. And he starts screaming the rest of the time. And then the entire time I was in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, I was in reporter mode and I was standing to the side of the movie, trying to pay attention to the movie, but then just tweeting about Kawhi and PG nonstop and then clowning on uh, everyone who said he was going to the Lakers. It's, you know, there's a few moments in Clippers history that I, I kind of remember where I was when it happened. I remember where I was when Blake got traded. I remember that vividly. I was at home. So was I. Um, I it, it was in the middle of the day. I was actually, if you want to be very specific, I think I was, I was like brushing my teeth or something in the bathroom and my friend sent it to me and I was like, that sounds stupid. Why would they do that? And then I was like, oh, they did it. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a very if I remember very correctly, it was the middle of the day. Yeah, it was. And a, it was a Monday, I think. It was a Monday and it was about like home. it was a Monday and it was like it was like 1130 or 1230 in the afternoon. It was like it, it was such a weird time. Yeah. And then, the you know, the other one that caught me off. Also off guard was the Tobias one because that happened so late at night, and like right after he hit the hit game, game winner against Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, both of them just hit game winners and they got traded. Yeah, for a while, the the running joke was just don't hit game winning threes, and then the Clippers won't trade you in fe- in in February. Or is it January? Well, Bla- Blake's was late January, and then Tobias was like early February. Early February. I'm trying to remember exactly when he got traded. I know Blake got traded around the time I just started covering the team. And I was just like, well, there goes that. Yeah, he got traded at the end of January. So Blake got traded uh, January 29th. Tobias was February 6th the next year. I actually can't remember where I was the day they got Chris Paul, though. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember where I was when they got Chris Paul. I probably was still home. And yeah, I think I was home. I think I just remember being like, damn it, not Eric Gordon anyone but yeah 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 like because remember for a while when the talk was that they were getting chris paul it was like oh man it was going to be for eric bledsoe and they might be able to keep eric gordon and like there's their point guard and shooting guard and then like it it turned out to be they traded aaron gordon and kept uh uh, eric gordon and and kept uh eric bledsoe and by the way fun thing i I found out later that i guess they were deep in talks with bledsoe in that deal and then, like, New Orleans just didn't want him because he had that injury. You know what's funny is that I heard from the War Room that was a story that never got – I don't think it ever got out – was they were considering to trade Bledsoe at one point for Anderson Verichow. Uh I don't know what reaction I'm supposed to have to that. I don't know. I don't know. Because they trade him for Jared Dudley. I mean, and J.J. Redick, but like. 
it's a good thing they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good thing. Not like um, that one. Speaking of like free agent stuff, I guess Doc Rivers is a house free agent. I guess maybe. So is PG. Yeah, Doc is selling his Malibu estate. I guess is how I would put it. For the price listed is $12.995 million, four bedrooms, five and a half baths. The house was one. This is according to Variety magazine. The house was once owned by TV exec Don Olmeyer and leased by Backstreet Boy Nick Carter. By the way, I find it kind of funny that like houses in like the beach area and like um, like the Malibu area and like Beverly Hills and stuff, they were once owned by other famous people. So it's like famous people just rent their homes and then give them to someone else, basically. Basically, yes. And then George Clooney gets islands. That's the difference. <laughs> there is a certain thing as Clooney rich. I got to give him that. Dude, I was thinking about it. I was like, what if the if this whole situation in the world just went incredibly sour, that dude would just have his own island and be chill. Yeah, I mean, you know, reading through this thing with Doc and stuff, he, uh, according to Variety, he owns a uh, Mediterranean villa in West Hollywood that was recently available as a rental at $16,000 a month. Wow. You want to go half seas? Doc's a baller. And high ab- and this is a direct quote, and high above the Sunset Strip, he has a snazzy Hampton-style compound that he picked up in 2014 for $8.2 million and unsuccessfully tried to sell last year, first at almost $12 million, $12 million and then at $11.25. In suburban Orlando, he keeps a more than 10,000-square-foot lakefront mansion, lakefront mansion in a private gated enclave. This man has four homes. Soon to be three. I have a home. Just a home. Is it where your heart is? It's where you are. Oh, babe. Except for that time you died because you have horrible movie tastes. So then I took you out of the home. But now you're not. We're not relitigating your awful movie takes, okay? Now you're back in it. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. So the team is going to practice. That's going to be starting on Friday. The referees are going to be there soon. Seems like everything is rolling. Um, what kind of predictions do you have, I guess, for the first four games of the season that the Clippers are going to have? Pain. I Pain? don't know. I don't know. Um, so let's see. It's what? Lakers, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks. Um, they have a day off between Lakers, Pelicans. They have two days off between Pelicans, Suns, and one day off between Suns, Mavericks. Um Two and two, two, three and one. I don't know. I don't know. Like, 
I would be really shocked, in my opinion, if they played Kawhi Leonard or Paul George over half the game. I think they're going to cap them about 24 minutes for the first couple games and then ramp them up to about 30, 34. And then by like the last couple games, kind of just possibly rest them if they can. Not going to lie, though, when I see the pictures of LeBron like practicing because there's 800 million pictures of LeBron practicing every day, the dude looks like a monster right now. Yeah, he's probably just been doing nothing but lifting weights and cardio. Which is crazy because like, I don't think we've seen like any pictures of Paul George practice, any pictures of Kawhi, period. But like I've seen pictures of LeBron every single day. I just think because LeBron puts it out there, not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like he, like he, he just puts it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, you know, it's it interesting that I, that I kind of got me a little hyped as Patrick Beverly did a, an interview on Whistle and he basically said, we're going to play every team like they're the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and that he's in playoff mode already. He said he's going to play, he's going to play every shoot, shooting guard like they're James Harden, every point guard like they're Steph Curry and every small forward like they're LeBron James or Kevin Durant. And he's just like that guy. And it, and it was funny because that article went on Reddit and every Clipper fan was like, oh my God, I love Patrick Beverly. And then every other fan, which was majority Laker fans, were like, I hate that guy and he should shut up. And what does that mean? He's just going to lose? <laughs> it's so interesting to see the difference. Yeah, I just, I don't know what to take from any of this. Like I see workout pictures and I see all these guys and I'm like, cool, like, does it matter? Like, like everyone's in their best shape of their lives again. Like that's like, I was reading something where like someone added like 20, like accidentally added like 20 pounds of muscle. Like that was the quote. And I was like, Oh sure. Or is unintentionally unintentionally. I was like, okay. It was like Tony Bradley of the Utah jazz or something. There's a Tony Bradley. Yes. Huh? You learn something new every day. He was drafted by them in the first round a couple years ago. There's a Tony Bradley, huh? I just... I don't know what to do with any of this. It's just whatever. Like, the pictures of any of the guys coming... It's just whatever to me. Like, guys are going to have to play themselves back into shape. Yeah, but hashtag Wash King, though. Uh, what are you doing? I actually am very, I'm curious if that's going to come back now that the season's starting again and nobody ever said it. And then Ron kept saying it. I'm like, I wonder if that's going to be the narrative again. Probably just because why the hell not? Right. I mean, ah, man, that, that always, that, that like grinded my gears so much throughout the season, hearing that over and over again. I mean, the guy had what, like four months off, like before the offseason. Anyways, I mean, like who was saying that? Who was saying Wash King? Like nobody. Yeah, too. OK, like, so let's, let's let's have an honest conversation about this. LeBron is not what he was. Still pretty I, good. I didn't know. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not top five or top three or top two. I'm not. I'm not. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. But like. He's not as good as he once was. I think that's okay to talk about. And I don't think he's washed. Like anyone who thinks he's washed is insane. But like you can kind of see the athleticism is dipped a little bit, right? Yeah, but I mean, 
the, the difference is he went from unanimous number one to top three, arguably one. That's that's the only difference. Right. Like there's an argument now and there wasn't before, you know, like they're really, still- like if, if you go back a season ago prior to his first year with the Lakers, like when he signs with the Lakers, that was the best player in the world. On Cleveland? LeBron, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like who who are you listening to that's saying Wash King? Is it Skip Bayless? Is it you know what I mean? Like what troll and commentator is saying that? Because nobody with a regular basketball mind is saying that. As long as I don't ever have to hear from Kendrick Perkins again, I'll be happy. You're gonna have to keep hearing from Perk, man. I want to talk about that too. I want to talk about this too. Media every day. He doesn't shut the hell up. And I understand that sounds very ironic coming from a guy with his own podcast. I get it. He needs to shut the hell up though, because today, Wednesday on ESPN, he goes on there and he said about Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid had concerns about going into the bubble. Joel Embiid's concerns are 100% justified. I think if no, if you're not at least somewhat concerned, I, in my opinion, and it's fine if no one is things like this. If you're not concerned going into anything now, it's crazy to me. But when they asked Arca Joel Embiid's concerns justified, Kendrick Perkins ripped it, ripped into him, and basically was like, just and his direct quote was, "Man, go down there and hoop." He berated Joel Embiid. Now, mind you, the irony of Kendrick Perkins telling Joel Embiid to go down there and hoop is that Kendrick Perkins was broadcasting live from his own living room. He wasn't even in a studio. He wasn't even anywhere around anybody else. So this is a man who's telling someone else to go put their own safety in jeopardy theoretically instead of doing it himself that's that's the epitome of talking the talk and never once trying to walk the walk it was also interesting because he i saw it on twitter he was he said uh jason tatum and Giannis don't care about playing in the bubble and then somebody found articles that said jason tatum and Giannis are a little skeptical about other people following the rules in the bubble i just I'm, but I think players should be skeptical because I think if you just go in there acting like it's going to go fine, like I don't, that's crazy to me too. But I, I just cannot stand Kendrick Perkins. I, I, I think he is one of the worst things to happen to basketball media in a very long time. And by the way, that shouldn't undersell how awful Paul Pierce is at this. No, he's not as bad as Perk. He's not as bad as Perk. He's still awful. The best thing for Paul Pierce right now is that Kendrick Perkins is somehow the worst member of the Boston Celtics title winning team to actually be on air all the time. Paul Pierce is like clearly biased in a lot of his takes. Extremely. But but, but Paul Pierce was still like, and here's the thing that kind of frustrates me. He's like, Paul Pierce was really good. And Paul Pierce like talked a lot of shit and he backed it up on the court all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he he outdueled people. He would get fifty points. Like Paul Pierce deserves a lot of respect on his name as a basketball player. Was different when you have like Perkins and Ryan Hollins barking all the time while being like the third string guy, or you know what I mean. Like that's just a different. It's completely different to me, and it's just it's very Skip Bayless esque. It's very like I didn't really play that much, but I'm gonna talk like, and you should listen to my opinion over everyone's. I just, 
I don't ever want to see like, and you know, I understand I'm part of the problem. I am part of the problem. I, whenever I see Kendrick Perkins say something stupid, I will quote tweet it and I will say something. And that's part of the problem. A hundred percent. I also what? think you should continue calling them out for being a freaking idiot. You ever, you ever watch that? There's a Simpsons treehouse of horror early episode where all the um, like giant statues of the places Homer eats at comes to life. And one of them is like the big donut guy that he loves. And then they're all, they all come to life because people keep giving it attention. And then they sing this song called just don't look. And then because they don't pay attention to the monsters anymore, they all die. And the whole narrative is just, they keep saying, just don't look, just don't look. And that's like basically what everybody needs to do to all the troll media guys. I just mute them. I don't even, yeah. I don't even see the tweets anymore. I mute, I've muted so many people. I should, I should start doing that. Oh, by the way, just found out people were sending this to me while we were talking. Um, the reason Kawhi Leonard probably stayed home is his daughter's birthday is on Thursday. Oh, so you got people. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Just random accounts on Twitter sending me stuff. Yes. You got people, people huh? These are the people doing the grunt work that I should be doing and never do. You got peeps. I, I'm not going to name drop like you, though. You got sources. You got sauces. Yeah, I got sauces, baby. I never forget. This This still makes me laugh, too. But, like, this is how stupid it was when Kawhi was a free agent. I was at, like, a random party. Like, a, like a, a random, really just, like, random L.A. party. Sick and, brag, bro. Well, I mean, I could give you a little bit more details, but then it sounds braggadocious, so I'm not going to. But, like, I was at a random L.A. party, and I'm waiting in line for the shuttle to grab us. And some lady's just like, yeah... I'm best friends with Kawhi's sister and like we all talk every single day and sorry to break it to you, but he's going to the Lakers. And it's just like, who are you? And that was like, everybody kept hearing from friends of friends or friends of the family that he was going to the Lakers and like, all of you are wrong. Who are you? They were the peeps. Um, so going back to Kawhi real quick and also Landry Shamit, cause I don't know when Shamit's going to get there. Shamit has to test negative twice before he's able to go. And then he still has to quarantine after he gets there. This is an excerpt. Uh, the quote, the player has the option of flying on a charter flight at the player's expense, traveling by car or flying commercial commercial. So no Steve Ballmer, private jet for Kawhi Leonard or Landry Shamit. Probably just going to fly charter, right? Yeah. I mean, it's also the one thing I was curious about was like, I wonder if they're annoyed at Landry at all because they were this close to the finish line of getting to the bubble with the full roster and no issues. And then like literally four days before someone who was kind of taking based on pictures was taking it a little half acidly. You know, okay. Like, I'm glad you brought this up because I have a real bone to pick with him about this. I understand he was probably trying to do everything in his power to not catch it. Okay. And he was until recently. And yeah, and he was, he was staying at home. He even adopted a puppy, like all his pictures. He was in a mask. And then there was the time where he flew back to Wichita and was on a lake with several people in a boat without masks. So I don't know. I'm, 
I'm just like, yeah, that kind of makes sense that he got it. And I don't make that. that, I don't want that to sound malicious. I wasn't hope. I don't hope anybody gets this. Let me just say that right now. I hope nobody gets this. But it made sense that he got it because of some of the stuff he was doing. That's where I'm curious if like they were slightly annoyed because it's like you were four days before the finish line, man. You were that you were that close. And how did this happen? Like, how did this manage to happen so close to the finish line? I'm also a little bit worried about Montrez from what I've seen. Yeah, it's weird because Trez has those. He has those moments where he sounds very emotional. And then like we ask people to check in on him and they say it's it's he's okay, but his Twitter like doesn't seem okay. And I and, it, and then, like recently he was he was saying some emotional stuff and then I texted him and he seemed perfectly fine. So it's it, it's hard to tell. I think you would need a close friend to really you need you need one of his close friends to tell you what the situation really is. He could be doing it just to get a rise out of people. No, like I know he's like, he has like family issues and stuff, but like that's what I know for sure. But like when you talk to him, unless you're a close friend, I don't know if he's going to open up to you to say what's actually wrong. Yeah. Uh, speaking of centers on the Clippers, Avita Zubats is going to wear the word enough on the back of his jersey. Uh, is that a shot at Doc Rivers for not giving him enough fourth quarter minutes? Who was the one that made that joke? Someone made that joke first on Twitter. I did. I don't know, dude. You're not cool enough to make that joke. Oh, my God. I made it yesterday. Dude, I did that. You said it like a week ago. Okay, shut up. I mean, you know what it's a reference to, though, right? Go ahead. No, I mean, for real. The, the The shirts they wore. Is it well? I know that I have a shirt that for the Clippers, a black shirt that says "Enough" on it, and that was after the uh, shooting in Thousand Oaks at the Borderline Bar and Grill. I'm assuming it's a reference to that. Okay. Yeah. So, just for those who do not know where I live, I live about twelve to fifteen minutes from where that shooting took place. And to put it into perspective for people who have never been around this stuff. I remember the night that happened. And I remember calling several people, some of them being family members that I knew went to that place. Maybe not that night, but knew who had been there before and was making sure they were not there that night. And there is a general fear when you go through that. My cousin goes there like quite frequently and was supposed to be there that night and didn't go. I have another uh, a, a relative who how do I explain this? Uh, the boyfriend, I guess, of her, um, he was at the Route 91 shooting in Las Vegas. And a friend and of his who were at that, too. Yeah. Uh, and one of his friends was also at Borderline. Who had also been at Route 91. I don't think people understand like like the combination of people that would be a route 91 will also be a borderline. So like it really hit hard. And I remember when the Clippers did their pregame stuff with the enough and they had the names of the, of the victims on their backs. And I remember being there uh, for some of the stuff. It's, it's very emotional. Um, 
I don't mean to sidetrack. It's just, yeah, it's good on Zubats for wearing it. Um, yeah, I just, God, everything just sucks. (laughs) Well, at least we have PlayStation fives, you know, coming out. That's a thing. I just finished last of us two today. Okay. I'm not done with it yet. So shut up. Do you want me to tell you about it? No, I'm just waiting for the moment. I'm just waiting for the moment where fans turn on the game because it has very, it has very last Jedi like reviews where critics loved it and fans hated it. Fans are never happy. No, but like I, I can get right now. I mean, I'm not that, I'm not done with it or anything, but I'm see, I'm understanding why fans could be upset. All I'm going to say about the game, because I don't want to spoil anything. All I will say about the game is I was emotionally drained and loved the game. And that's nut cutting time. And that is nut cutting time. Um, we're going to be back probably in a couple of days, maybe about a week or so, because I mean, for right now, after the Clippers get to Orlando tonight, uh, Wednesday night, they're going to have to be in quarantine and eating those crappy meals. My God, those meals looked awful. Yeah, but those meals weren't, they're going to change once they get there. They better change. And they also, by the way, hold on real quick, real quick before we get out of here. And I should not have saved this for the back burner. That is partially my fault. The WNBA situation is one of the worst situations I've ever seen for any professional league in a bubble. That is true. It's appalling. I'm, now I'm mad. Um, folks. We will uh, be back with you in a couple days or next week. If we are not, it's because I killed Firebot, okay? Everyone take it easy. Enjoy your evening. Stay safe. Social distance. Wear a mask. Love one another. Be safe, folks. We'll see you all at another time. Later. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody off. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. 